0: In today's show, we're going to be talking about Dynasty Fantasy Basketball Leagues and some future projection things. It's going to be really interesting. Michael Bolton, he wants to hear, uh, hear what's going on.
1: Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode
0: of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed.
1: You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the
0: Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are going to be talking dynasty t- today. It's going to be really, really intriguing. And, uh, well, you know what? Let's just get straight into it and talk Dynasty Fantasy Basketball. To talk Dynasty Basketball, I'm going to be joined by a guest, and we're going to be planning to do these Dynasty shows regularly, semi regularly. We haven't figured out the exact schedule, but let's introduce him now. His name is Kostya Medvedovsky. Kostya, welcome to the show for the first time. Thanks, Josh. Now, Kostya, if people don't know who you are, maybe they do, maybe they don't. You can go check out his Twitter handle. You can see it there on the on the uh, video, which you can go find out. It's K Medved. So go and check him out there. Just explain to people a little bit about what you do in the uh, in the basketball community.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I'm the creator of the Darko Basketball uh, Projection System, which is a sort of a box score projection system similar to what uh, there's in exists in baseball with Zips or Steamer or Pecota. Um, and so, what Darko does is it projects uh, basic box for stats like points, rebounds, uh, threes, three-point shooting, et cetera, right? uh, along with a bunch of on-off metrics, um, and it's uh, it's updated every day uh, on on the on the website, and. Uh, the big thing it does that uh, a lot of these uh, other baseball systems don't do is that it updates uh, it updates every day, and it does so in a way that doesn't throw out any data. It remembers every game a player's ever played, um, but it weighs the more recent games more heavily. So it tries to like answer that question of like, oh, you know, Colin Sexton shot forty five percent from three in the second half. Like, what should we project him to shoot going forward?
0: So this is a, a great way to be able to, to look at guys you know, potentially looking to break out. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Kostya has done some um, yeah, dynasty projections, looking forward to yeah, perhaps fantasy rankings in the 2026 season, not including guys who haven't been drafted or rookies or anything like that, and trying to f- see some interesting players who are pushing up to the top of that list. But in terms of yeah, projecting breakouts type things, if I remember correctly, Kostya, when the Brandon Ingram shooting breakout occurred, you were pretty like bullish on that being something that was real and, and being able to stick.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's right. So one of the cool things that Darko's able to do is it, it's able to look at the the interaction between various box score stats. Um, so if a guy, you know, three-point shooting is super noisy, um, and if a guy shoots uh, really hot from a three by itself, Darko might be pretty skeptical of that. Um, but with Ingram, what happened was he simultaneously improved his three-point shooting as well as his free throw shooting. And so Darko saw that and saw, like, oh, these th- two things are, are happening at the same time. And one of the, it was able to sort of be more credulous of his breakout. That there, there's something going on with the shooting mechanics. You know, Darker doesn't know exactly what that it's shooting mechanics. It's a it's a stat system, but uh, it believed in the breakout a lot more uh, than it would for a player who just who just shot hot from three uh, three without. The improvement in his free throw shooting.
0: Yeah. I've talked about that on this podcast plenty of times is that if you see someone who has an outlier uh, three point shooting season, but their free throws are still off, then you have a little bit of skepticism. It's why I have a level of skepticism about someone like Davion Mitchell coming in, who, you know, shot, He was a terrible three-point shooter, shot 40% last year, but still was like, I think, a 67% free-throw shooter in college. So there's a level of skepticism that I have there. I'm not Darko, but the level of skepticism I have that that 40% three-point shooting remains a real number and he becomes this elite or at least above-average three-point shooter when the other numbers haven't necessarily uh, kicked along with it, which is something that I was skeptical of Ingram's as well, but obviously I was wrong with that. And trying to tie those two things together is something that I'm going to be paying more attention to as we move forward, Kostya. Um All right, so we're going to talk about players here. You've, you've, you've projected out to 2026, so we're talking five years in the future here. And you're giving a list of your, the top fantasy players over that time frame, like into that 2026 season. So we're getting five years in the future. And there were a few names there that, that really stood out as players who you know, we think, or you, or you think, are perhaps being maybe undervalued from a dynasty perspective, and who stood out as being ranked a little bit higher on your list. Let's start. With the first guy, that's Goose Anthony Edwards. He came out really, really high in your system.
1: Yeah, uh, so you know, Dar- the the Darko system uh, looks at uh, I think ninety seven different metrics uh, across a player and it tries to it tries to project forward, like who's going to do well going for uh, going forward. Uh, like you said, this is twenty twenty six rankings, and so with Edwards, uh, the model's re- really big fan of. Uh, First of all, just obviously uh, that he's young, that he was drafted high, so that's obviously you know a great projector. Um, but also likes that uh, you know he didn't he didn't really miss a lot of games, um, which especially for a young guy is uh, is a pretty good predictor. Um, and uh, the the other stat that really popped for him was his uh, personal f- uh, foul rate, um, which you, you might not think of as being a major predictor of like fan- uh, fantasy value, but uh, Darko is seeing some something in that that helps. Uh, uh project future growth it's, it's not a driver a fantasy value by itself but uh, a pretty good a pretty low personal foul rate uh, from someone so young darko's seeing like a, a pretty good uh, indication of I don't know, maybe this guy it, it sort of knows what he's doing on the court
0: so you, we, we bring your, you run these projections to see how it comes out. And he came out as sixth. Of course, that's not including this group of rookies or next group of rookies or yeah, Victor Wembanyama in two years' time. So yeah, maybe he pushes down to be like the 10th best player of this. Cade you know, Cunningham jumps ahead of him or Jalen Green jumps into this zone as well. We don't know that at this point, but yeah you know, Edwards, to me, is already being underrated from a fantasy perspective this year. I was not particularly high on him last year. Everyone would be well aware of that. And he was terrible for the beginning of the season in terms of fantasy production and then blew up as the season went on. I think he's being undervalued a bit this season. I would not have thought of him being in that six top six, top ten sort of range in five years' time. Um, you know, when, when we're looking at those numbers, you know, what's... What, what's the driving force behind being that high is it just being this absolutely high volume high efficiency shooter like a 30 point per game guy on 63 true shooting is he adding is it the defensive stats coming in is he adding other parts to his game do you think
1: yeah I, so I think a lot of it is like like you mentioned he really came out in the second half um, and so uh, the high volume shooting uh, the defensive stats um, uh, are all uh, looking fairly promising and again uh, one of the, one of the nice things about Darko is that it's able to blend this in with his age and his draft position and so uh, a guy like him you know it's ve- it became very credulous of his breakout uh, It really started to believe what was what was happening in the second half wasn't just noise in a way that you know another uh, fourth, a fourth fourth year guy who's drafted 25th maybe be like eh, you know I don't know about this
0: that's, that's really interesting. So for those of you, again, playing in dynasty leagues and you're trying to wear, work out where the value of Anthony Edwards is, yeah, this this projection system is looking at him pretty highly. Guys, football season is upon us. The NFL has started today. By the time you listen to this, the game is probably already underway and you can place all of your bets for pro or college football at BetOnline. It is the number one place for you to go and do that. Place those bets at BetOnline. Head to that website, use your mobile device and you can sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus by using our promo code LOCKED on all those updated odds props and contests are there as well including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 dollar NFL survivor contest open now at bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports from football basketball boxing or even your favorite Vegas casino game. so don't wait take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season bet online are your online sportsbook experts and if you are watching the game you might have that on one device. And then there's something else to watch your favorite shows and stream them. And then you've got your highlights, you watch on your phone and there's another login you got to have. It's all over the place. There's so many remotes and devices and passwords. It's hard to keep... Everything together, but there is a new product that is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love all in one spot, and that is Direct TV Stream. It brings all of your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Next player we're going to talk about. So you've got Anthony Edwards here. You're looking at sixth in these numbers. This next guy comes out uh, almost as high. DeAndre Ayton, eighth. Now, Ayton took a sizable fantasy step backwards last season. He was a 20 and 10 top 20 sort of player. And then he went and was outside the top 50 last season with the addition of Chris Paul. Now, he did step it up in the playoffs, but Darko is very, very bullish on where Ayton heads from now. It's his age 23 season coming up. I think he's going to be better than last season, but yeah, that's a pretty high number for DeAndre Aiton. So what do you think this system is looking at there to see him elevate into that elite level?
1: Yeah, I was, I was surprised with Ayton. I was uh, not a fan of him, uh, so to speak. I, I really thought... Uh, there might be some real, real risk that he was just a dinosaur and couldn't really play in the modern NBA. Uh, but obviously, he did great in the playoffs. And one of the other nice things that Dark was able to do is it, you know, looks at playoff data. Um, there's a lot of it out there, um, and it weighs playoff data more heavily, both because it's more recent and because it's against a tougher level of competition. Um, and Aiton started to pop in the playoffs. Um, you know, there Aiton again. He had, he's, he's youngish. He's not. Uh, 19 anymore um but he was obviously number one pick um he's got that going going for him darko's also a big fan of his uh um you know what one of the metrics it's his uh short mid-range uh shots he, he actually shot pretty well from there um uh, and uh darko darko's a sort of bullish on that aspect of his game and thinks that that portends well for the for the growth elsewhere
0: we're just going to see if Aiton can get to this level. Like getting to a top ten fantasy player is pretty hard to do as as any player really. But the, the centers that we see in that area now, you know, Embiid, Towns, Jokic, Davis—they're they're the, the four guys who are in that area and, and they block a ton of shots. Yeah, you know, most of those guys, are not Jokic, but Jokic brings you ten assists per game, which Aiton isn't going to do. They are generally efficient from the field and from the line, which Aiton already has that part and that that can improve with higher volume as well. He needs to get to the free throw line a lot more, but. The ability to hit those shots is there. So once he starts, you're pushing and working that free throw advantage. There is that scope. you got those guys like Embiid, who's just, you know, obviously a huge foul drawer, big rebounder, good shot blocker. So he's got he's got those little parts there. So I, again, when you, I look at it like a shit, 8 and at eight, 8 feels ridiculously high to me. Then I go, well, the parts are there. Like the good efficiency is there. Get the volume up. He can start to block more shots. He can rebound at a high level. He can score at a high level. The, the, the parts are there for him.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot of underlying components like components for him. Uh, he could he could put put a lot of stuff together. Now, obviously, like you mentioned at the outset, this isn't really saying he's going to be eighth because there's going to be new guys coming in the league um, over the next five years. So, you know. Eight, eighth out of the guys currently in the league you know maybe that filters to like 15th or something when you factor in all those guys but this is uh, still a, a pretty bullish number I was I was surprised to see this one
0: yeah and that's what sort of what we're doing in, in this show today is looking at guys that maybe stood out to us or surprised us that the projected this high it's not saying he will be the eighth best guy because you situations change. Like we wouldn't have expected you know, two years ago that Chris Paul would come in and he'd drop his fantasy ranking on a season-by-season basis by 30 spots just based on that. But you know, it happened and, and things do change. But it's just highlighting the things that maybe aren't necessarily, especially after having a season where he stepped back as much as he did, that in a dynasty format, if you're looking to require a player, you, know, you can maybe get him in a little bit of a discount if even, yeah. You know, of this forward projection comes true. You're probably getting that at a pretty sizable discount there. The next guy, he's in his age 23 season as well. PJ Washington Jr. for the Charlotte Hornets comes out ranked 26th. Now, Washington, again, has got that versatile game. You can hit threes, you can block shots, rebounds are right, you can score okay. He had some significant efficiency issues um, over the course of last season, which really did hurt there is competition for minutes i guess with miles bridges and mason Plumley. let me let me start the question first on washington does darko have any preference i know what i see and what i've seen from your year by year numbers but does darko have a preference saying that your yeah, pj washington can get to this good if he plays more minutes at center does that does it look into it that way
1: i uh, you know darko's aware of what position a guy plays um, but i don't know I don't know offhand uh, which position it, it sort of prefers a guy in terms of projecting future growth. Uh, Darko's, uh, it's not totally a black box model, but there, there's a lot of components into, into it. Uh, I need to dig into that piece a little more, to be honest.
0: Washington, yeah, from a year by year redraft perspective, when he played at center, the numbers were better. When he plays at power forward, the numbers are worse. He's still only like six, eight, maybe six, nine. So he's not huge, but he can hold down that center position. But coming out twenty six was definitely surprising to me. What is it that we're liking here from for him from a future perspective, uh, future projection perspective?
1: Yes. Yeah, so his best metric uh, here was his assist rate, um, which uh, coming out, you know, that by itself, it's not a spectac- it's not a spectacular assist rate, but uh, from a big, it's pretty. It was pretty uh, solid was is uh, reasonably pleased uh, with what it saw, and I thought that that uh, sort of portends well for for future growth. He's a I don't know he's a, he's a guy I think who could stretch um, in on a good team and like really expand his role a lot. He seems to seems like a a, a player who has a has a pretty high ceiling to me if he can find a good role.
0: I think role is going to be really important for him as well. Yeah, and the, the passing is not something I've ever really thought about with PJ Washington. He's a guy that gets defensive stats. He's, you know, ability, He shows the ability to shoot the three and, and do that at, at relatively high volume, not necessarily relatively high percentages at this point, but maybe that can come in as well. But yeah, role could be really interesting to see where, where he goes uh, moving forward. But this one, I, that was almost the most surprising one to me to see him at number 26 on, uh, on this list. The next guy, uh, Isaiah Stewart second season, he's age 20. He came in at number 31. Now, I was pretty skeptical of Stuart when he was drafted. I was impressed with him last season. I'm still not 100% convinced that he is a guy that you look at and go, "He." we've got our starting center position absolutely locked down under no circumstance. Are we looking at any other options there? Like I think he can be a really solid starting center. I didn't view him as maybe a top five or a top 10 starting center in the NBA, but that is a—it's a pretty bullish projection on Stewart. What is it that you know from what we saw from him last season, where he he barely started games, he was coming off the bench most of it. You know, role increases the season went on. But what is the Darko system liking from what it saw from Isaiah Stewart?
1: So the biggest metric for him uh, was his steal rate, um, uh, and. So, Darko's again—it's sort of looking at the a lot of these secondary indications, just as like what they what they show about a player's potential growth. Um, steal rate uh, is famously really predictive of how good a player is yep. uh, in on-court value, um, and so you know just ha- having a, a pretty good steal rate from especially from a big can help uh, predict playing time that you know a coach is actually going to trust him, It sort of indicates. Uh, Maybe like, you know, he's got a high, high basketball IQ or he's going to figure it out. Um, so beyond, his, you know, just his age, that that was the biggest thing that Darko was like, oh, this is uh, a pretty good uh, um, uh, predictor for his future.
0: The other thing with Stewart is I think he has shown the ability to be a serviceable three point shooter, not saying he's going to be an eight threes a game big man, but someone that maybe takes four a game, hits one and a half of those per game and has at least some level of threat on a, on a pick and pop or to be able to create some more spacing out there. He's obviously a solid rebounder, pretty good rim protector for his size as well. There are a lot of things that work in his favor from a fantasy perspective. Um, I'd like to see him do a little bit more on court before I just pencil him in as you know, 33 minutes a night starting center for the next 10 years type of a player. But there are absolutely some positive indicators for him and that you know, I think he's getting underdrafted this season for redraft leagues. I've spoken about before, but that is—it's uh, a pretty high number in terms of his long-term dynasty uh, production for this uh, Detroit Pistons team. Before we get on to the next yeah. couple of, oh, go ahead, Kosha. Uh,
1: I was just going to say, the, you know, just to add generally, the further down this list uh, you sort of go, the more you're going to run into this issue of more new guys coming in the league. Yeah. You know, so it, at the top of the list, it might be only a couple new guys coming the uh, the league, but by the time you get to thirtieth, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if. 15 of those guys aren't in the NBA yet.
0: You know, I guess this is part of my my thing with talking about Isaiah Stewart and, and people have, yeah, well, I think maybe maybe one or two people said, oh, yeah, yeah D, you say that he's not like a core piece on this team for the Pistons. And I go, okay, I'm just, I just worry about where the actual upside, you know, how high he can go. And this is, you know, he's 31 here. Maybe there's another 20 guys that come in and maybe he tops yeah. out as like a top 40, top 45 fantasy player, which is still really, really solid. But getting to that, where you are core franchise piece, you probably want to be pushing to be a top five center, a top seven center in the NBA. And I'm not sure he can get to that number. But again, when sites at the moment have got his ADP at like 120, like there's real value in that, not only for this year, but for moving forward. But I wonder if he you know, tops out in, in three, or four years time and maintains that solid level of production for you know four or five years, but doesn't actually get to that that next step. And I think that's sort of where we're looking at. With uh, with Isaiah Shilkostya, question for you. Do you know how to fix your own car? I do not. Neither do I. That's good getting more of the uh, auto illiterate people here onto the show. But if you do know how to fix your own car and you're looking for parts, there's no point going to a local chain auto parts store, just wasting time and wasting money. You have access to the largest catalog that you can find with Rock Auto in your pocket, on your phone, in your computer. So go to Rock Auto. They are a family business online who have been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. Why would you spend 30, 50, 70, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or Worse, a car, dealership, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Rock Auto has it all covered for you. So go check out rockauto.com. Find all the parts that you need for your car or truck. And in the how did you hear about us box, right, Locked On so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And while you are browsing the Rock Auto catalog, why don't you get yourself a Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you haven't tried Bilt Bar, what are you waiting for? You can get yourself a mixed box right now, get all nine of their flavors, two of each, and you get to try and figure out what your favorite is. Mine is cookies and cream. There's raspberry, that's great as well. Coconut, there's orange, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, so many great flavors, but these are not just delicious tasting protein bars. These are also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs and 130 to 180 calories. Kostya, I've got a question for you. You're a man of science. Do you know what a gram is?
1: Uh, only vaguely.
0: This, I, 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 My confusion remains that I'm reading this thing from an American company and they're telling me how many grams of protein. I know what it is, but... Most people in America don't don't know what a gram is in terms of measurements. But anyway, that's really beside the point because these are the best tasting protein <laughs> bars ever and they are healthy. Trust me, 17 to 18 grams of their protein is really good. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll save 15% off. So go to built.com, promo code is LOCKED15. Built Bar are the best tasting protein bars ever. Two more players we're going to cover off on today's show. Kostya, the next guy, Patrick Williams, age 20 season, second year in the NBA. He comes out Ranked thirty-fifth on Darko. He is going to be in a situation where he's starting again this year in Chicago. He is going to be in a situation where honestly if his usage dipped below ten percent, I wouldn't be completely surprised playing alongside some of the other guys. But when we're talking dynasty, we're not looking necessarily at the short term. Yeah, you know, who knows how long DeMar DeRozan's even in Chicago in Vuoch's thirty plus. And Levine's still there. But you know, at some point, Williams hopefully is going to take that step forward. I am yeah, you know, from an eye test perspective, I'm not as high. On Williams developing into a a high level like this sort of rank, you puts him in not quite prime Gordon haywood type areas, but it's it's not far off. I don't, I didn't really view him that way. I'm going to take a guess that the reason that Darko is really liking him is that steal rate that he put up as a rookie as
1: well. Absolutely, the steal rate combined with just being so young and high, high draft pick, uh, Darko's Darko's uh, really optimistic just about potential growth. It doesn't really think he was. Particularly good last year, Uh, but I think that there's a lot of growth left uh, just because of that that steal rate in particular.
0: We saw him take on a larger offensive load in Summer League. He was really unable to finish at all in terms of two-point stuff, which is a little bit of a concern, but he did hit his threes last season pretty well albeit on really small volume, we'd like to see that be able to go up. I think he only attempted 3.9 per game or something like that, something really small. Anyway, in terms of his three-point attempt rate, but the steal rate was encouraging. Um, He's a guy at Florida State. I think he had a pretty solid block rate as well, which if all that comes together, that translates really well to fantasy. We've seen it. Nerlens Noel, guys like Derek White, Players who can put up big steal rates, big block numbers, and then anything else that comes onto that, whether it's assists or threes or scoring, or whatever, is a bonus. And you bring those defensive stats. Not saying he's averaging two steals and a block, but one and a half steal and point nine blocks. Yeah, that's not outrageous. Two threes a game, eighteen points, twenty points, maybe an Otto Porter type of career. Otto Porter was always a high steal rate guy. I think that's that's the sort of level that I'd be looking at for Williams to to uh, to get to in those you know five next five years or so. Is that the sort of player that you're you know, looking at him to be?
1: yeah that that sounds about right for him uh you know one of the, this isn't a part of these rankings but you know one of the things Darko does is it also has sort of a, an estimate of variance of how much upside UK. guy has beyond this and Williams uh you know he he didn't really have that sort of like top 15 upside or anything uh, in the, in the system um at least in this type of, of the model but it, you know it just thinks that he uh, he's got a good uh Good base to build from, at least. Um, yeah, so thirty fifth plus those guys coming in the league. You know, maybe you're talking like a fiftieth, sixtieth kind of rank guy.
0: The next guy and the last guy we're going to talk about is someone that I'm going to let people try and guess who this is at this point. Someone in last year's preseason. The amount of questions that I got about this guy was insane. People were expecting, oh, well, he's just he's going, going to get you know, 27 minutes a night. He's going to be this awesome top 70 player. Like, just, just look what he's doing here in preseason. It's all going to happen for him. And I was you know, trying to preach caution and, and say, there's a chance this dude doesn't even play every single night. Um, I wonder if you've guessed who it is. If you have, drop it in the comments below. But his name is Taylor Horton Tucker. He plays for Los Angeles Lakers. His numbers look great. He has an issue with shooting at times. But... We saw last year he literally wasn't an every-night rotation player. He played most nights, but he wasn't. He was like their 10th, 11th man a lot of the time. Now, he's 20. He's played two years in the NBA. He's going to turn 21 in, I think, three or four months' time. He is signed to a pretty sizable contract for a guy of his experience and um, production so far. But his fantasy profile with his steal rate, block rate, assists, rebounds, scoring... All that stuff is really good. The worry we have with him is shooting Kostya. um, But Darko's relatively high on him here. This is an interesting one to me because Darko's got him 49th in 2026. You know, we look at Patrick Williams and we say 49th, we push him back to maybe 60, 65th, whatever with other players coming in. I look at Patrick Williams and go, I don't think that Williams can be much higher than that. I look at Horton Tucker and go, I actually think there is upside for him to be better than this, like significantly better than this. If a few things go his way, I think that there is real, real significantly big upside, even if it doesn't hit until say 2024.
1: Yeah. He's one of the guys that Darko had the highest sort of uncertainty bands around. Um, Just obviously he, you know, he had a mixed playing time uh, record coming in. So it doesn't have as good a grasp as to who he is. Um, you know the the model likes uh, I, again his steel rate uh that, that was the single best uh bucks bucks uh score metric for him um he likes uh, that he's young um, one of the features i'm working into darko is uh, contract status uh, so <laughs> likes that he got a pretty sizable deal that's just an indication that the team believes in him is going to get get him playing time it can be the best player in the world if the team's not going to play you you know, you know you're know, you not going to generate value shout out to um, anthony melton yeah exactly um so you know, Darko, Darko likes all those things. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, he's got some downside uh, there too. Like you said, uh, he's got some shooting shooting woes, and you know, just there's a lot of uncertainty given uh, he hasn't he he doesn't have quite the track record of uh, being an every night guy. Uh, as some of these other guys. Um, also, you know, I'm just a relatively low draft spot. You know, he's uh, went 46th. Uh, and so you know, Darko, Darko just you know sees like the track record of those guys. Uh, you know teams can be a little bit less committed to them at times.
0: Does Darko look at the fact that he's got like about a plus 35 wingspan? I know it's not exactly what it is, but does it look at that and go, Jesus, this guy's arms are insane. Like, does it does it look at measurables and measurements that way?
1: I have height and weight in the model. I don't have combine data. I'm trying to build that in. Uh, the issue is getting, getting that data reliably yeah, back, back far enough. I need, I need to go back the whole... Uh, training set data uh, period so for now it just has his height uh, and weight
0: and he's uh, i think he's six nine as a guy that can handle the ball that that's yeah that's a really interesting Interesting fantasy skill set: steals, blocks, assists, rebounds, scoring, yeah, and then bring efficiency into that. Like to me, there is like you said, there's so much uncertainty. If he was a top twenty player in five years' time, I would not be shocked at all. But I'd also wouldn't be shocked if he never became a regular starter because the shot is just so off, and he never he never gets there. But yeah, he's got. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly like a Kyle Anderson style fantasy game, but with I think more scope to ramp usage up, whereas Anderson can get his steals, he gets his assists, he passes well. He's developed into a semi-reliable three-point shot, but really not a high-volume guy, whereas I think Horton Tucker can do all of that, plus be able to ramp that volume up at some point in his career. So I am pretty high on where he's going to be able to go, even though the percentage chance of him getting there, I tend to agree with Darko on that, that he uh, probably, yeah, the, the odds are he probably won't get there but when you're taking lottery tickets and and trying to get value in a guy, then, uh, then THT can be one of those players. Kostya, First show done, dynasty-wise. Um, thanks for coming on, talking to us through the Darko model. People are going to have lots of questions, I am sure. And if you do have questions for us, drop them in the comments on this video below. You can tweet them at us. I'm at RedRock underscore Kostya at KMedved. And... Uh, we might even do a, a Dynasty mailbag show for our next one. If people have enough questions, we'll put out calls for that anyway. But let us know what you think of uh, of doing a Dynasty-focused show like this and doing it semi-regularly and the sort of things that you want to hear from us as we move forward. Kostya, thank you for coming on. First time on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, and it won't be the last. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. This was fun.
0: Guys, that'll do it for today's show. As I said, leave your feedback down below. Tell us in the comments what you think. Um, and and what sort of stuff you would want us to do on dynasty-focused shows moving forward. I'm sure we will do some sort of dynasty mock draft at some point coming up in the next couple of weeks. But don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Thumb it up, comment down below, ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.